Hi guys, before we start this episode, I just wanted to pop in and let you know that I am having a Valentine's Day contest where if you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, February 1st, I will randomly choose a winner to receive a Valentine's Day gift from moi. Um, I will be your lover this Valentine's Day. So leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast, and I will randomly choose a winner and you will receive some goodies from me. Okay. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Um, it's going to be edible goodies and cutesy goodies and some POV and my therapist goodies. Okay, you're going to get my goodies, my goodies, my goodies, goodies, goodies. Okay, okay bye, girl. Um, <laughs> So we're going to get into the episode now, okay? Bye. Mwah. Okay. Hi. Welcome to POV, You're My Therapist, the podcast where I vent you listen and you don't get paid. Um, so it is the tip top of the new year. Okay. Um, it is the tip top of the new year. And I thought this was a fitting, a very fitting time to talk about this. Um, the subject that we're going to talk about today, today we're going to talk about like body, just body, you know, um, I'm going to talk about my relationship with my body and, yeah, we're going to talk about our bodies. Um, I'm going to talk about existing in a plus size body in a world that is not the biggest fan of them. Um, and just like what my experience has been and my journey with loving my body, accepting my body, whatever. Okay. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, and I have lots of thoughts on that as you can imagine. Um, but it's kind of hot in here. Oh my goodness gracious. But today, honestly, has been a crazy day. Like, I want to catch you guys up on some things, okay? So first of all, to start off the day, I went to the gym, and um, I'll get into that later. Um, But I went to the gym, and then afterwards, I was supposed to pick up something from Walmart. So I went to Walmart to pick up something, you guys, and I shit you not, I was walking past an aisle, and I see, like, these two teenagers, like, these two, like young kids right and I don't know if it was her brother or like her boyfriend whatever they look shook they look scared and they were like right where the aisle turns into a um a right when it turns into like the cash register the self-checkout area so like my Walmart is like this is like the the main lane right and then the the beauty the cosmetics is right on the other side. Okay. So the way they turned out of the cosmetics aisle, uh, wasn't like you were walking away from the cosmetics aisle. It was like something was happening in the cosmetics aisle and they didn't want to be in the aisle. So they were like standing fairly close to the, the other side of the aisle. Like if I was trying to spy on somebody on the other side of the aisle, like that's what their positioning was. So I was like, what's going on? Like you kids are acting weird. So I was already a little sus, um, because of that, y'all, I turned the aisle and there's a man choking a woman in the aisle, hands around her neck, um, and her hands around his hands. And she's not saying a peep. And I was like, I so could not believe what I was seeing that I was like, I stared too long. I stopped and I stared 
um, to the point where he made eye contact with me and then he just kept doing what he was doing. And like, I was thinking, I was like, do I like, I was like, what the fuck do I do? So the thing is, and which is like my first thought every time I literally leave my house is I live in an open carry state. I live in a Southern, mostly Republican state and everybody white and black are gun toters. And there's like a horrible violence problem in the state that I live. Like it's been pretty prominent in the last year. Like people just getting shot. Like women were getting shot on the freeway just driving. So I was like, normally there's a police officer at the front of the Walmart. Normally. But then I remembered that literally today as I was driving in, I, the, there's always a spot empty for the police officer, but normally there's a police car there. And I was driving and I literally thought to myself, oh, there's no, there's no police car in the spot. And this is the only open spot. I wish I could park there, but LOL, no, you get a ticket. That's literally what my thought was. So I know there's a police officer in the store. So I walk away and I'm about to go to, because I'm not going to be like, no, don't do that. Not because I don't want to, I really want to, but I know that if he has a gun, if you're so brazen to choke a woman out in public in a full Walmart, you're very violent. Like you absolutely are violent. So, and then like, I'm like looking around, like, is there a big man somewhere that I can be like, you need to intervene. No, there's not. It's me and these two teenagers and a bunch of old ladies. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I go to the self-checkout and there's a guy there, but I know him and I know his personality and I know that like he's going to run into it and not diffuse it, but kind of escalate it. So I was like, okay, he's not the one. So I grabbed this, like I, as I'm like walking, there's like a group of women and they're like older women. And I was like, okay, you're not going to be brash about this. So I, I call, I talk to them and I'm like, I tell them what I just saw. And I tell them that they need to call the police. And, um, so they, the lady's like, is there not a police officer there today? I'm like, no, bitch, this is your store. There's not a police officer there today. And so she called, she reported it into the walkie. And then her manager was like, don't intervene. We'll call the police. And, like, the thing is, like, I was thinking about that, and I was like, could I have intervened? Like, and truthfully, like, no. Because, one, there was, in that Walmart, there was already a gun incident once. And in the Walmart, not too far away, there was a bomb incident, okay? So I was like, once again, if you're brazen enough to choke a woman out in public in a full Walmart where people can see you, and I think honestly the only reason why other people didn't intervene was I was looking around for a big person to intervene. I couldn't see one. There were a lot of people, but it was like women, children, old people. So I was like, I was like, I'm not going to intervene because like I can't defend myself against you like and she was larger than me and he was larger than her like he was a big guy so I was like "Eh." so I did what I did and and I was like so freaked out because like one of my I think I just said this but one of my biggest fears is just like getting shot in public my biggest fear in my life is to get shot in public and to get shot in my back and like literally lose like ability to walk that's like my biggest fear and like living in America, not too far off. 
So I was like more, I was very much like concerned about like public safety, to be honest, because every, like all the time I go into Walmart, um, people are brandishing their guns. It's not even hidden carry. It's, it's not concealed carry. It's open carry. Like you can show off the gun in that Walmart. They have guns to buy. I think they do. They might've removed them, but I think they have guns to buy in that Walmart. So I was like, I'm not. I'm not. So literally, I, those old ladies called the police. I don't know what happened. But so I was just like so freaked out. Like I was just absolutely freaked out. And I was telling my mom and my mom was telling me how she, when she was a teen, she beat up an old lady because she was walking and like headed to school. And this old lady was walking with a little girl and the little girl's eyes were like bulging out, but like she was like, Why is she looking at me like that? And then as she got closer, she realized that the lady had her arm around the little girl's neck and was choking her out as she was walking with her. And she was like, The minute she saw that, like she snapped and she punched the old lady in the face. And um and then chaos erupted. And then she was like, But at the end of the day, that little girl still had to go home with that old lady. And and like And I watched this video the other day where, cause my mom, like she was telling me, she was like, I don't understand. Like she was like, um, she had a boyfriend tell her, I can't believe a man hasn't killed you yet. Um, yeah, he said that. And, and she was like, she's so, I don't know what's the word. It's not outrageous, but if she sees something going on, she's gonna like start yelling. Like she's gonna start screeching. Um, whether it's in panic or in action, whichever, but she's going to do it. And she was like, she's very like strict, like hard line, like ain't no bullshit about it. And she was like, she was like, I feel like if, not I feel, she was like, if a man ever touches you once, like you have to leave, like you have to get the fuck out, which is true. If a man ever touches you once, you have to leave once you have to leave. So, but then I was telling her how I watched this girl on TikTok. I think her name is like Alexandra or something. I don't know. Um, her She's black and she always talks about like femicide and all of that. And I remember recently she had a video where she was saying, um, it's such an ignorant, well, I mean, I'm the brunt of it was that it was ignorant to say that men who hit you once will kill you, not because men who hit you once will not kill you, but because of the sheer amount of men who never hit the person, the woman that they kill. They never hit them once. That there are plentiful other red flags that are verbal, that are mental, that are not physical, that can still lead to violence. And and I remember that and I was like, like, oh my God, like this guy is nuts. This guy is nuts. Like I literally could not, like, even if I was like, I don't know. I feel like the only way I could have confronted him is if I had like a gun, which I would never, cause I don't, I don't like that stuff. So I'm like, that guy is really fucking brazen to choke a woman out in the middle of a Walmart cosmetic aisle where multiple people saw him. And he kept doing it. He looked me in my eyes and he kept doing it. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, absolutely not. So I hope they got a picture of him and they got a picture of his license plate and the police went and got that ass because holy fucking cow, like that was really something. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened to me this morning. But, um, later on I had a Zoom call with somebody that I've been anticipating and, um, 
And I was, the Zoom call went really well. Like, it went really great. I don't even know what to say. It went really well. And, you know, I was thinking about if, if that, that shitty guy I talked about last week, if he had answered my questions that I, if he hadn't gatekept, if he hadn't gatekept, I would not have had that Zoom call and I would not have the bounty of information and just like absolute joy and gratitude that I feel right now because he would have half-assed everything, whatever. It would not have been as helpful as I needed it to be, whatever, right? So I'm like, rejection is protection. It is protection. And it hurts at the time, but rejection is protection. And I really love that the universe keeps showing me over and over that it is never the end. Nothing is ever the end. I He said no because there was something better coming along. Of these things that say no, there's something better coming along. Like, I truly am believing that and I'm really seeing that and I'm super excited to see it. And I just love that for once in my pitiful little life, my efforts are just being rewarded and I work so hard for this moment and I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm just happy that like finally something's working out. Like, it's so funny, like, in the midst of all of this, you guys, I shit you not, I'm still getting rejection letters for my book. <laughs> I'm still getting rejection letters. And every time I get a rejection letter, I laugh because I'm like, you're going to come back. You're going to come back one day and you're going to ask me, hey, um, remember that thing you told me about years ago? Are you still interested in making that book? And I'm going to think about it. I'm going to say, I'm going to let my manager get back to you, okay? Um, but yeah. So, and it's funny because I had therapy this week and me and my, 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 I always wanted to say my professor, why me and my therapist were talking about that. And my therapist, she can be petty sometimes, but you know, I love her purr, purr. We love a petty gear. And like, I love her cause she's so human. Like, and she was like, I was telling her how I deleted that guy's number. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And she was like, yeah. And you know what? Guess what? One day, I'm like, one day when he calls me, I'm going to be like, who's this? She's going to be like, she was like, yeah. You'll be like, who's this? Sorry, I don't have your number. Who is this? And I'm like, yeah. And he's going to be like, oh, it's me. I was wondering. And I'm going to be like, oh, I have to talk to somebody about that. We'll see. I'll get back to you on that, Okay. I'll get back to you on that, what you wanted. What is it again? Okay, I'll get back to you on that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, I wish um we still had flip phones because, ooh, purr, snap that bitch closed and <laughs> do a hair flip, okay? Um, just clack that bitch closed. Oh, God, I'd live for that moment. Who is this? Purr. Fuck you. So, um, so yeah, I was like, I, I, it's just good. It's just good. And I'm like, as the days go by, you know, it is still kind of like, uh, wake up about to check this dumb little bitch page, but whatever, we're moving past it. Um, and I just think there are better things on the horizon. We've been promised better things and we're going to get these better things, babes. Okay. So that's super great and super exciting. But getting into today's topic, we're going to talk about our body or my experience with my body. Like why? Like, I don't know why because of the word body. Like, I feel like I have to be like educationally like today we're going to learn about the human body. No. So I'm going to talk about my experience with my body because I know it's the start of the new year and like new year, new me. Um, one of my besties had a transformation. She died. She went from blonde to jet black hair. And I, this bitch is so sexy. 
have feelings for her now. Like, I'm looking at her, I'm like, bitch, you look like a Hadid. Oh my goodness, this bitch looks like a Hadid. Like, no cap, like, for real. So, um, so, yeah. So, I know as the new year comes about, like, a lot of people are tempted to, like, you know, be like, new year, new me, change things about them, change their diet because they want to, I don't know, be slimmer next year. They want to lose weight. They want to do all that. And that's stuff that I've done every year that I've said to myself that I'm going to do every year. And I know like people are already pushing about like rebranding yourself and all that. And I'm like, eh, eh, eh. Unless, there's no reason to rebrand. Like what? <laughs> Unless you actually want to rebrand, don't feel like you need to rebrand just because it's the new year. Okay. The day, all it, and girl, we just went around the sun. Okay. And our calculations are probably a little bit off. So who really knows? what is, what the daytime situation is. It is all an illusion, babe. Okay. There's no, nothing to rebrand. You know, if you don't feel like rebranding, you don't need to rebrand. And also a rebrand can happen any time of the week. Okay. And a rebrand can mean many things. Let me tell you something. Sometimes a rebrand is just a shift of perspective or resetting your state of mind. Like my friend, she, like last night she was telling me like what she was going to do. She's like, I'm going to dye my hair this. And then she got her lashes done. She looks so good. Like I'm literally thirsting right now. Okay. She looks so good. And I was like, you know what? And she was like, she was like, we're having a little unhinged rebrand moment. And I was like, no, babe, no, we're really not because this is just your form of rebranding. And if my wig wasn't so expensive, I too would probably have gone bleach blonde platinum a while ago, but I have to literally tie my hands behind my back every time I am in crisis to not dye this wig because I know that I'm broke right now. I cannot buy another wig. What the fuck? I'm not playing this game, bitch. Okay. I have another wig that I can put together, but I'm just like, that's a lot of work. So if I really desperately feel the need to like change my look up, that other wig is my victim. This one, however, no, no, absolutely not vibe. So uh, because of that, because I cannot fucking touch my wig, my rebranding is literally moving every single piece of furniture around in my room. When I feel so, sometimes like I'll feel so pent up and like compressed that I'm literally like, fuck it, we're moving everything. And I literally move every piece of furniture around in my room. And I'm like, new house, new me. And like, does it do much? Honestly, yeah. I think that exertion of energy really helps my fucking angst sometimes. So I do that like every three months. Okay that's a rebrand, whatever. But, um, you know, a lot of the time every year I've gone into the year thinking, oh, this is going to be the year that I lose the weight. You know, they love to say the weight because the weight is like the baggage. It's like keeping on to you. It's something you need to let it go. So every year I go into the new year and I'm like, this is the year, this is the year that I'm going to lose the weight. And every year I, the fail, like the fuck, like, it doesn't work. And it's literally because like my heart's not in it. I'm just doing it because I feel like it's something that I want, I need to do. But, and also like, I feel like a lot of the times, like with changing your body, changing yourself, a lot of people don't realize that your state of mind really matters. Like, I think this year, last year from, how does the year work? From 2021 till now, I've lost about 50 pounds. And the reason why that happened was because I was finally in a mental state where I could do that. I, it took me about like a couple months into therapy to be like, okay, I think this is something I actually want to do. And it became a part of like my lifestyle. And like going to the gym was honestly, for me, it was less about losing weight 
And actually, no, it started off being about losing weight, but then it became that, oh shit, oh shit, I don't know what that noise was, but it then became like, oh shit, this is actually really helping my mental stability. I like this. And as time went on, time went on, I got bored of the gym. I didn't want to go. It really sucked to go. And that's kind of where I've been at recently. And I didn't go for a week and I was eating. I was eating me at a house and home. And do I have regrets? No, I really don't. Like, truthfully. Um, I'm going to put a little lotion in my hands because when I looked at my hands earlier today, my shit was ashy and I was like, oh, you need to take care of that. Did I take care of it? No. So I can only imagine the chalk dust that you have been gazing at for the last few minutes. But, um, but yeah, so, um... So yeah, I didn't go for a week and I was happy and I was great. And then my knees started hurting. I was like, and then I, and then literally everything really overwhelmed me. Anything, everything overwhelmed me. The slightest inconvenience. I was, she was questionable. So I was like, all right, it's time to start going back. And so I, you know, started waking up early and like, I had like slowly been going later and later in the day. And I hate going later in the day because that's when all the creeps come out. The train is going by. So I'm going to take a pause real quick. So for a hot minute, I really was not enjoying the gym because like, okay, I started going later on in the day. That's when all the fucking weirdos come out and the cute boys was not out, honey. I had nothing to look at when I was on the Stairmaster. Like who the fuck am I going to look at? Like, and then the one cutie, oh my God, there was one guy, you guys, um, guys, this dude is, uh, I hate it my internal dialogue is taking over right now because like half of me is like why but then the other half is like just say it I'm like uh the bitches are gonna judge but anyways um there's this guy that I oh my god so one time he opened the door for me and I I didn't notice I just thought the door was propped open and I as I got closer I realized somebody was holding the door and I looked up you know when you do the thing when your eye like hits their chest and then you look up and you're like Oh my God, that's what happened to me. And I looked so dumb and he laughed at me. He laughed in my face and I was like, oh my God, he's, he knows he's hot. He's really hot and he knows he's hot. And I forgot how to say thank you. And I was like, mm-hmm. and then I went through the door. This guy is like six, five, ginormous. And he is Caucasian and blonde and blue eyed. And I, every once in a while, he's at the gym when I'm at the gym. And I, girl, I be looking at him and he be looking at himself. (laughs) I be looking, he be, I be checking him out and he's checking himself out. Straight up doing Hercules poses in the mirror. And I'm just like, you look like that? Like, they got that on Amazon. He is so attractive. And like, his body's nice. He smells nice. He, like, he's just, like, I don't, he's just pretty. He's so pretty. Oh, my God. And, like, I'd be looking, and then I'd be looking at other people looking, and then he'd be looking at himself, and I'm like, damn. Um, But... Yeah, so anyway, so he's there like sporadically and I never see him. So I, who, what is to keep me motivated when I'm on the Stairmaster? Who, like, you know, I'm doing the Stairmaster and I'm hoping that, you know, I'm going to catch them looking at my ass. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I got a, I got a, she got a thing, she got a thing, a wagon on her. 
So I'm like, now I'm like, who's going to check me out? The old lady that I say hello to every morning? No, like she's not going to care. Like she'll, she'll be like, you're doing great, honey pie. And I'm like, thank you. Have a great day. Really? So anyways, my motivation has gone down. Um, and I just get so bored there. And then like one time I walked in and all of the equipment was not working. I think like something had went wrong with the electrical and like a whole line of the equipment just shut off. And I was like, you fucking bastards. Like I already don't want to be here and you're making it worse. And then you know what? The next day when I went, my fucking headphones were dead. And I was like, I stood there and I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Hi. I don't want to be here and you're telling me I, oh oh shit that means I never put my fucking thing on okay so I'm gonna put this bitch on like <gasps> so I'm like I already don't want to be here and you're telling me that I came and listened to Megan the Stallion encourage me bro I think I was on the treadmill for like 20 minutes and then like a tear started leaking out my eye because the playlist was so bad. And then I was like, I'm going to do a squat and then I'm going to go. And I did do a squat and then I did like a couple more squats and then I didn't go. (sighs) So, but now I'm in the flow of things. Like I went yesterday and I went today and I went the day before yesterday. And I'm like, now I'm starting to feel the rhythm of things. And I I think, like, when I get like this, going early in the morning is better. Like, going early in the morning, because then I feel like I have my whole day. I'm not dreading it. I'm not not looking forward to it. I just get it over with, and it's done. But, like, my going to the gym really was, like, it was vain at first, and then it was about my mental health. And then now it's kind of both, because I feel the effects when I don't go. And then I also, you know, I don't, I want to keep looking hot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, And, like, and... And the thing is, like, when I was in high school, like, I had lost, like, 60 pounds at a time. And and I did that, like, at home by myself. I don't know how I had the motivation to do that, but I did. Um, but I couldn't keep it up because I wasn't... The mental thing about it was just not there. Like, it wasn't clicking for me, like, that this is something that you do for you. And not necessarily your outward experience but the thing is it does have a lot to do with your outward experience losing 60 pounds like I was at the kind of like the and I was wrong this year I didn't lose 50 pounds I lost like 60 pounds this year okay and losing and for me when I gain weight it goes into like my chin my stomach it doesn't go to my ass my ass just like gets weird looking but when I start losing weight like my hourglass starts coming out and like even though I'm still a big girl like I have a nice shape and like and I have like the shape that is um that is like the socially acceptable fat shape okay so um but when I had had all that weight I didn't have that shape and nobody ever opened doors for me. Men didn't come up to me on the street. People didn't flirt with me. People didn't stop me and tell me, oh, you're so gorgeous. Like, now they do. And I think on top of that also, because I'm not going to lie, when I was there, I was really depressed. So I wasn't taking care of myself. Like, I didn't care how I looked. Like, I really didn't because it was like, I let myself go this far. Like, I there's nothing to redeem me where I am right now. So I just didn't put in any effort. And on top of like losing that bit of weight and then putting on like effort and putting effort into my look and my whatever, 
I'm treated so different. Like, that's the point. And I'm just like, damn, if this is how much I'm getting, I can only imagine what, how much I would be getting if I was actually skinny. Like, if I was actually, like, a skinny girl, like, if I lost, like, 50 more pounds, like, what the fuck would, would my life look like? And, like, and I know, you know, people are like, don't do things because society wants you to do them. But it's like, you know what? Again, I've suffered for so long because of my body, because of how people have perceived me to be. And seeing, and them thinking that fat bodies are not valuable, that it's trash, that, like, you are literally less human because you're fat. I, one person is not going to change their thoughts about that. Think about, I always think about this, like how Oprah literally, like Oprah has her issues. We're not going to, we're not talking about that. I'm literally talking about Oprah and her weight. How everything this woman has accomplished, the minute she loses weight, they've reduced her to just her size and being palpable and being skinty and the same thing goes with Adele like and like suddenly like people are like Adele is so beautiful now she's an it girl she's Adele was always beautiful bitch she was always beautiful she just had weight that's it that's quite literally it but like they were like yeah she's a great singer for a big girl she's a great entertainer for a big girl she's this for a big girl if you don't shut the fuck up If you don't shut the fuck up, I know I'm fat. We know we are fat. But it's like, am I supposed to think about that every day? I feel like non-fat people think about, like, how fat people are so much more than, like, fat people actually think about how fat they are. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, like, or for a time, I feel like that. Or, or, I don't even know. I feel like the media does. Because, honestly, I've, I've... only, like, in middle school and, like, high school, like, did people call me fat. Maybe they're calling me fat now, but I'm just, like, babe, like, you're still not that girl. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Like, I may be fat, but I'm literally so pretty, and I'm so funny, and... I'm, like, not even gonna, like, get into it. Because, like, you truly cannot compare where you don't compete. Okay, is that how it goes? Whichever. But, like, when people try to call me fat now as an insult, I'm like, okay, I could lose weight. You know that. And when I do, and when I'm this big, what's your complaint then? You reach for the for the most lamest quickest, stupidest, most easily changeable jab. You're fat. I cannot be fat in three months, but you have so much work to do on that shitty personality. Like, whatever. So I don't really get offended about that. I forgot the point of that. Anyways, so, um, but yeah, so I know like a lot of times like people are like, um, you know, don't lose weight because of how society's going to treat you. It's like, I get that. I totally understand that. But at the same time, simply put, and I feel like this might contradict what I just said, I want an easy life. I want things handed to me. And I know that people are so vain 
that they're not going to change their way of thinking because I told them to, even because society tells them to, that fat people are valuable, that they have worth. I always know that being fat is going to stop me from getting into doors. This is not even a pun that I'm trying to make. Like, being fat, because it's not society standard, is always going to stop me from getting into doors that I, I deserve to be in. I know that like my life would be 10 times easier if I was skinny because that pretty privilege is a thing. But at the same time though, are you ever really respected if you're a woman? Pretty or not? Pretty or not? Skinny or not? I feel like there's different levels to it, but at the same time, it's like, no, I don't, I feel like this is such a complicated topic. Do I have the vocabulary to talk about this? I don't know. Um, I feel like social currency is very dependent on how you look and all of those things. So if that's important to you, if that's a reason for you to lose weight, do that. But also, like, I feel like you have to be at a very specific mental state. Like, like, I think that's actually the point that I'm trying to get to. When I was trying to lose weight because specifically of that and I had done no other kind of work on myself, no work on my mental health, no work on, like, my insecurities, that's why I kept, like, crashing and burning because I was doing that for social acceptance and social need. But, yeah, and, like, I don't know, like, it is a complicated topic and... And I do not even have a vocabulary to talk about it. I don't know. But, um, but I will say, like, you know, when I've always been fat. I've always been a fat kid. And I grew up on an island. I wasn't, I wasn't even chubby, bro, when I was a kid. I was, like, a normal kid. Like, I just had a little family bones. And they called me fat. I was a child. I was a bunch of child. So, like, literally, I think I was put on my first diet at, like, seven. Trauma, trauma, traumatized, okay? And then I remember, like, when I was, like, maybe around the same age. Like, maybe, like, nine. Um, somebody pointed out that I had flabby arms. Have I gotten over that? No. I have it. And I remember who she was. I went to a parochial school. I was the only black kid there. We will talk about that another day. That is really a big form of my trauma. That is why we're not, I'm not going to, you knew, I feel like you may have known what I was going to say. I went to a white parochial school <sighs> full of Caucasian riches, rich kids. Okay. And they were all Irish except for this one bitch who was German. Mm-hmm. I remember she wasn't the only German one, but I remember she was German because like her face was so harsh. I was like, oh, you're definitely German. And she had bangs. I was like, is that too much detail? No, everybody had bangs in middle school. She had bangs. And I remember one time I was waiting for my mom to pick me up and my friend left. So I waved goodbye and I waved goodbye with my whole arm. And she was like, she looked at me and she went, ew. Because my arm was, I had arm fat and it was flabbing. And she was like, your arm is flabby. I never forgot that, you vicious bitch. I know we were like 12. I still have anger towards you. Oh my God. So, um, that really began the insecurity of my arms. But anyways, so like, you know, throughout like my whole childhood, like people would constantly like tell me how fat I was, like literally, and it came from everybody, like, you know, you know, moms, island moms are not shy about telling you how fat you are, even though, anyways, <laughs> even though they the ones carrying the big Buddha jeans, like, really, if you didn't want me to be fat, you should have married a, a man with a fast metabolism, 
perhaps, or had me with one. Okay, you knew the problem with your big bunda. So why didn't you go offset the problem? Regardless. So, um, yeah, so like, you know, since I was really young, up in, like it was always a subject of conversation. Oh my God. I remember one time my stepdad came to visit and he was like, oh my God, she's so fat. What are you doing? I was like 10. Was he shy about it? No. And then he came up to me and he was like, you're really fat. You need to work on this. And I was like, great. Thank you. I didn't know that. Thank you for that new information. I'm so glad you relayed that to me. Thank you. Um, and then like all the time, all the fucking time, like it was just a subject of conversation. I was a chubby kid, whatever. And I think it got to the point where like my body was so discussed and so talked about by everybody that I knew that I just stopped caring. I literally just stopped caring. Like, I think, like, at that point, I lost complete autonomy of my body, and it just wasn't mine. Like, I didn't relate to it. Like, it was just this thing. Like, I never, I didn't think about my body. I was so disconnected with my body because everybody had such an opinion about it, and it, my opinion really didn't matter. That, like, I absolutely just disconnected with my body. Like, it was weird, like, my, my being, and I, I low-key think, like, I ended up getting, like, the opposite of the body dysmorphia everybody talks about, because I, I was looking in the mirror thinking I was a skinny girl. I was like, what the fuck are these people talking about? And, like, to this day, like, I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, she's so skinny. And then, like, you know, I catch a glimpse of a fat bitch in the mirror, and I'm like, who is that? And then I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. But you're still skinny, though. And then the moment I realize it's me, I'm like, she's skinny. Like, the delusion. But, like, but, like, it got to the point, like, where I just, like, had no autonomy over my body. I didn't really feel ownership of it. I didn't really care. Like, I was desensitized to it. And it's crazy because, like, going, feeling those feelings from the time that I was, like, in middle school up until I became an adult, I didn't realize how insane that was until I started having sex and then I realized that that desensitized, that desens, oh my God, being desensitized from my body also meant that I felt nothing, 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 nothing. Like there were so many times that I was like, sex is such a, uh, sex is such a fruitless act for me because I literally feel nothing the moment somebody else came in contact with my body I felt nothing and it didn't matter how much I tried to feel something I absolutely felt nothing nothing at all and then it wasn't until when I started on like because like I I low-key like I feel like even though like therapy did help my healing journey it sped that bitch for real she put that bitch in overdrive But I had started my healing journey, I would say, like, three years before then. Because I was like, I don't feel anything during sex anyway, so why do I have to keep having it? So I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. So I kind of started, like, dealing with those things and, like, working on self-love and, like, working on me and, like, kind of connecting with myself before I went into therapy. And then, like, you know, I went downhill and then, you know, whatever. But it wasn't until that, like, I started, like, feeling sensation like, not feeling sensation, but feeling, losing that desensit. oh my god, so many S's in these sentences. It wasn't until I started reconnecting with myself and, like, feeling like I was in my skin again that I started to feel things. 
down there. It wasn't until I gained confidence, until I had ownership of my body, until I felt like, yeah, that's you. Like, this is me. Like, I think, like, low-key for a while, I wouldn't have been surprised. I don't think I had the vocabulary at the time, but I wouldn't have, like, I was, I feel like I may have been in a constant state of disassociation, especially when it came with my body. Like, I was absolutely disassociated with it. Like, I knew I was here, my brain knew I was here, and I was constantly having existential crises, crises anyways. So I think, like, Besides the stuff that was going up here, everything that was going down here was just, like, also, like, absolutely disjointed. So, um, and it wasn't until, like, I started, like, putting myself within myself again and, like, connecting my head to my neck, to my chest, to my stomach, to my pelvis, to my thighs, to my knees, to my shins, to my feet, to my toes. It wasn't until that I started doing that that I had sensation in my vagine. And, like, and that's something that's really crazy to me because, like, when I look at my timeline, I would have thought that that would have happened after my, my essay or the essay, but that didn't happen then. It happened, I really feel like I, like, my body and my brain, besides, like, the obvious mistrust of men, I didn't feel a lot of repercussions because of that. Like, I have, like, some emotional trauma, sure, um, but I feel like the things that I hear people say, like, they lost tune with their body, like, that did happen to me, um, and I'm kind of grateful for that, because I don't know what that would have looked like for me, um, but yeah, so, like, now that I'm finally in tune with my body and connected with my body, I feel like I have the liberty to change it how I want to. Because I understand it. And I also know my limits. And I'm not doing it because I hate myself. I'm not doing it because I hate myself or because I hate how other people make me see myself. I'm literally doing it because I want things for free. If I even do it. Because it, t- it takes time and effort to do it. And I, that's obviously time and effort I will have to find to do that. So all of that to say is going into the new year, if you're thinking about like changing your body in any way, um, really make sure that you're doing it for you and because you want to and because of not the things you'll be losing, but because of the things you'll be gaining. Um, And if that's confidence, if that's, um, you know, for me, I feel like it would just, I've been fat my whole life. So like, what's wrong with trying a new flavor of me? Like, I want to wear designer things. I want to try new things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like having a vain, (laughs) having a vain reason to lose weight. But I don't think having a vain reason to lose weight works if you don't like yourself in the first place. I think that's detrimental. Um, But, and also like as the new year comes in, again, do things to your body because you want to. Because you genuinely want to. Because you are fine with who you are and you would just like to feel a new flavor of you. That's it. If it's because of vain reasons and like I know the influencer thing. When I say vain, I mean like vain like I just want to be hotter. Or I just want to wear this really cute part of top or something. Like if that's your motivation, like something like that, cool. But don't change your physical being because of 
what you think somebody else will like. Like, because of what somebody else told you to do to your body. Like, don't do that. Because you're never really going to be happy with your body unless you're already happy with yourself. So, um, so I always like, I always make sure that like, I'm doing things because I want to and not because somebody else told me to do them. And not because I think that, um, doing it will like finally make my life better. Like, there are... (sighs) I feel like, I I feel like I may be contradicting myself. Am I contradicting myself? I feel like I might be. Because I don't really care to lose weight, to be honest. But I just want free things. I just want to be spoiled. But essentially, is being spoiled caring about somebody's perception of you? I don't really care about what people think about me. Whether I'm fat or I'm skinny, it's just like, what can I get out of this? Anyways, we'll figure that out. And, but um, but as I near the end of this, okay, I'm very excited, very very excited, okay, because I am holding a contest. Yes. So don't forget that POV or my therapist, Mia Divine, is holding a Valentine's Day contest, um, which. I'm so dumb. I swear to God. Okay. I'm holding a contest. So if you're listening on Apple podcast, leave a rating and a review and I will randomly choose a winner in the first week of February. So February 1st, I will randomly choose a winner and you will be notified and I am going to send you a Valentine's Day gift. I'm going to be your Valentine on Valentine's Day, okay? So um, it's going to have candy in it. It's going to have a little bear. It's going to have um, some POV or my therapist stuff in there and a lovely handwritten note by moi. Um, divine, if you can read my handwriting, um, I'm going to try my best, um, to write beautifully, but it's going to have a bunch of cute things and goodies. And essentially I'm going to be your Valentine. Okay. I'm going to be your Valentine and I'm so excited for it. So all you have to do is literally leave a, um, a review and a rating and February 1st, I will randomly choose a winner And yeah, and then you'll get all your goodies by Valentine's Day. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, So make sure you share this podcast with your friends. If you're listening on Spotify, you can now leave a rating. Thank you for hopping on board, girl. Thank you. Um, And if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe, leave a comment, say hello. Um, Follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is still private. I don't care. Um, my Twitter is still private, but you can follow me on Twitter. It's at WordS, W-O-R-D-E-S, and on Instagram, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, and I am also on TikTok, D-P-H-I-L-E. So follow me on there, and if you're listening on Apple, leave a review and a like, and you will be entered for a chance to win a Valentine's Day love package from moi. I'm going to be a Valentine, okay? So yeah, I love you guys. Bye.